Welcome, all you business geeks, to the Business Geeks Podcast, an entrepreneurial show where three geeks, or three friends, geek out loud and proud. Uh, we are three geeks, but that's, that's a different, different part of the story. We, we geek out loud and proud on everybody's business. I'm Super Joe Pardo, superjoepardo.com, and in the podcasters.com, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Jennifer Crawford, the co-founder of Sparent.co, and Samantha Riley of SamanthaRiley.global. This week, we're talking about when and how should you make the jump going from an employee to an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, as we should call it around here. Jen, how did your conference go this past week? Thank you for asking, Joe. Uh, the Six Figure Salon was amazing. I had such a good time. We had great attendance and great engagement, which always makes it fun. And our very own Samantha Riley helped kick our first day off with a workshop, which was very well received. Everyone loved it. It was so much fun. So yeah, I'm really happy with how everything turned out. Good. Great. <laughs> great. You. That's awesome. So did people people cash in here? Did, did you know people feel amped afterwards and feel like they could go and uh, make another add another zero? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. Um, Definitely. I'm watching the engagement in the Facebook group. It's amazing. Yeah, you should be very proud of yourself, Jen. And oh, Mary Sue as well. It was fantastic. Yes, I couldn't have done it without Mary Sue. And what's really exciting as event organizers is to see people taking action before, you know, real action in their business before the end of the conference, right? So they're like making changes on their website based on advice that they got from Melina Palmer or, you know, or doing something to move their course, their programs forward, thanks to knowledge that they gained from Samantha. It's that's really exciting to see. And then also the collaborations that are happening and the connections that have spawned from it. That's just super, super rewarding. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's awesome. To so hear. good. So yeah. good. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. What so, about yeah. you, Super Joe Pardo? And how, how, did, how did Icon go, Joe? <laughs> well, as you know, as you know, Sam, because you were there and you spoke as <laughs> well. So <laughs> yes, oh, I know, but I've, I've been extremely tired for the rest of the week just from those two. Saying, <laughs> I was like, you're spreading yourself too thin with all of our demands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah. I would have it no other way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and thank you for asking, Jen. Yeah, so it went really, really well. You know, as uh, some of you know, it was eighties, eighties themed. So, uh, you know, overall went really well. <laughs> I, I so I wasn't feeling well on Saturday and the first day. So, and it wasn't this past Saturday; it was the Saturday prior. For anyone that missed them, of course, we missed all of you last week when we did not yeah. have an episode. But we all, I mean, I was wiped out. I was still recovering. So I had an ear infection again, which really, it's really sucked. Uh, and I was in so much pain that day. But fortunately, my community and my team stepped up and uh, both Amy J and, and Carrie um, mm. stepped up and they hosted 10 hours straight. In fact, afterwards, they were like, I could see why you make other people super because like, I don't think I would have done that otherwise <laughs> hosting that long in front of my computer so it was absolutely awesome to be able to like let them and it felt weird too right to let somebody else uh, drive the car 
of something that you've been driving the car for, you know, years and years now. So I, you know, I just sat on the sidelines and I was texting back and forth with them and making sure that all the, you know, speakers were, were showing up and the ones they didn't know. So, you know, it, Overall, it went really, really smooth. I got a ton of great feedback from other people reaching out to me, not only saying that, you know, I hope I feel better, but the ladies did an incredible job. And, and mm, they were amazing. I'm they so, really so were. I'm so happy to hear that. I so, love yes. that. So I, I did pick up back up on Sunday. While I did have a bunch of pressure in my ear, it wasn't pain. So I was able to get through that and I was able to get a good night's sleep, uh, which is probably the first time ever <laughs> that I've gotten a good night's sleep right before or during a MapCon icon event. So so ding ding for that because, you know, Good sleep does not happen during those events. Absolutely. For for any event, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, they are hard work. It is. It is. I'm so so glad that you both survived and you're back. I I took a vacation while you you two were working down in Ocean City, New Jersey with the family. So it uh, it was a good time. Good time off. Awesome. That's a really so good smart to thing to do. I, I wish I had done that after the first. I used to. I I started doing that after in-person conferences, scheduling time away, like you know, even if it's just a few days of vacation time, because I felt like I physically, mentally needed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the virtual conferences, I underestimated how taxing they are oh, because it, they're exhausting. They're so exhausting. It's just as much work. It might not be as physically laborious because you're not on your feet actually the whole time. But in terms of like needing to expel energy and all of the work behind the scenes that that it takes to pull these things off so it looks effortless, it's still a lot of work. So mm-hmm. I had a, a pretty relaxed weekend. Good. But yeah, I wish I had taken like a more official break. So Jen, do you have a, the next date for your next event coming up? Yes. Yes. The, uh, it's dates? called so Sales Circus. Yay! That sounds so fun! We're going to make sales the main event in your business February 15th through the 19th, 2021. Yay! February? February 15th through the 19th, 2021. I'm I'm literally updating the ticker as we talk because I did not. (laughs) Oh, look at you go. Look at you go, Joe. So, yeah. And that's a virtual event, I assume? Of course, yes. Was it make sales the... Make sales the main event. Yes, that's so cool. I love your names, Jen. Very clever. We try to have fun with it because I think I think business should be fun because I think Mm -hmm. it is fun. That's why I love geeking out about it so much. Exactly. Um, And sometimes the pieces of business, like sales, we tend to not think are fun. But I think if we just have a mindset shift and approach them in a way that fits our personality and our brand, it can be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, it's funny that people say sales aren't fun because when I ask anyone, when you make a sale, how do you feel? They're always like, oh, it's awesome. Yes. Hello? <laughs> I came in I eat this week. How awesome yeah. is that? <laughs> Exactly, Sam. That's such a good point. Maybe that's a topic for an upcoming Business Geeks episode. Absolutely. I had a mentor once say to me, if you don't have mojo, go make some sales. You'll get your mojo back. And he was bang on, 100% (laughs) right. Nothing like making some sales to get your mojo back. (laughs) So true. So true. Absolutely. And Sam, you have an event coming up as well, don't you? 
You were saying before, before did I mis- misunderstand that? I, yeah, no, it's not an event. I'm oh, launching, okay. I'm getting ready to launch my Business Success Academy, which <laughs> I haven't launched for 18 months and it is being launched with a lot of different and exciting pieces to the puzzle. Love so, it, love it, yeah. love it, love it. Well, give me the information so I can get it in the ticker here. for. I will for, do, for but there's here. no information for your ticker just yet because it's uh, all like, oh, it's just coming. <laughs> I know it's going to be amazing because it has your name on Aww, it. Oh, thanks, Jen. Absolutely. Yeah. Mutual love there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good heart? I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible okay. at it. I got it all blessed. So, so yeah, so, so what are we talking, we're talking about leaving your, your job as an employee, leaving what you're up to right now for either your side hustle or starting a whole new business and our takes. And I was hoping that we could share our stories as well on this topic. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, we can share stories and statistics <laughs> and tips and I would share a chocolate chip cookie, but you know, it's hard to pass yeah. that through the computer. I was going to say, yeah, it, it, it might take well, a bit to get here. Technology is not there yet. Yeah, nah. not yet. Someday. Yeah. Someday, someday. So, yeah. well, Sam, do you uh you want to you want to start with uh I guess with a quick story about your leaving businesses or leaving, you know, being an employee? Yeah, so my I was just talking about this yesterday actually. I had a had a huge huge corporate career. It went for about 18 months. It was massive like before I decided, hmm, not for me. So uh I started a side hustle. I started my dance studio and I did it out of hours. And within 6 months I decided to open my second business. And once I decided that, obviously I had to leave my job. However, we were in a position where and my husband at the time was working. So he supported two businesses getting up and running. And I want to go into that a little bit more in a little while because, yeah, I want to share why I thought of this as an episode. So I don't want to jump in with there yet before you guys share your story. You want to you go next, Jen? Sure. Yeah, I happened to jump in pretty quick because I started my first company when I was 19. And the job that I was working was part time and I was making minimum wage. But I was working in a job that was feeding my business. So I was working at a veterinarian's office. And I started a pet sitting company. And I was getting my clients as a referral from the veterinarian. And that is what you know, seeded my business. So at 19, I had no mortgage. I didn't have a car payment. I had no family to support. So I was able to leave. You know, it's really easy to replace a minimum wage salary, (laughs) part-time salary with, um, you know, a business that has been seeded so generously by that employer. So I was able to leave really quickly um, because I had very little risk. And I think that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about today in terms of knowing when mm-hmm. to leave mm-hmm. is you really have to assess your own personal risks and and everyone's going to be a little different. I think if you have a family that you're supporting like children and that sort of thing, and you have a mortgage and you have bills that can't easily be dismissed, you know, or reduced, you have a higher risk factor mm-hmm. than I did at 19. I'm like, what was I going to lose? I like, I started that my business was $75 because that's what I had in my bank account. 
So very low risk because people are like, oh, you were so brave to start your business so young. I'm like, no, I was the least brave it's of all. Actually, it's actually so on that because I was 20, Jen. So there you go. do you feel that it was easier because, you yeah. you know, when you're younger, it's like, yeah, what have I, I got was, to lose? I, I mean, I had a mortgage and kids at that oh, age. Yeah. but oh, that's very impressive. Oh, yeah. But it was easier because I was I was stupider, <laughs> more stupid. It's still not very bright. I'm, I'm nodding um, because I get it, not because you are stupid. <laughs> no, I, and I say that because I didn't know. Like I didn't yeah. know anything about business. If I had known, I may have scared myself out of it because I ended up working so hard to make this mm-hmm. business successful. And I didn't, you know, like I said, I had $75 in my bank account. What was I risking? So I think it was easier. I was also younger. I had more energy. So I could take the abuse of entrepreneurship. <laughs> well, I could, I could work, you know, fourteen-hour days, and you know, for months on end. I don't know that I could do that today. So mm. I think it was definitely easier in a lot of ways. Totally. That brings us to you, Joe Pardo, and your <laughs> entrepreneurial very, story. Very different, very, very different story. You know, what's funny is I always was doing something, right? Whether I was DJing, you know, I had my own like small DJ company. Heck, when I was a kid, I was like selling Nintendo cartridges out of a wagon and stuff. It was so it was always, always something that I was interested in doing. But it wouldn't be until uh, I was about twenty seven but it was it was like 20 24 25 is when i when i made the decision like i want to do something else i don't know what it is and i was already you know i grew up in, in my family's business and i uh, had grown you know x x, x uh, hugely i don't know bigly as, as some, <laughs> some some president muchly <laughs> muchly yes and you know it it you know it consumed pretty much everything and unfortunately i didn't like have the the opportunity of like having somebody else that was making enough money. I mean, my wife was working at the time, but she had just started finally actually being a teacher at the time. So like I didn't have uh, a huge like income to like lean on or anything like that. And honestly, to get out of the company, I had to take on a whole bunch of bills that I did not have before, right? I didn't have a cell phone bill prior. I didn't have a car payment before that because it was all like, here's the company car and like, here's your phone. And that's how we pay you. So you don't make a whole lot of money. And, but you know, it's like, oh, well, here's how much the mortgage is. So like, okay, here's exactly to like the penny so that you have exactly the amount of money that you need to like have your house and keep everything. So I, you know, I was things rich, money poor kind of situation. So to leave, I mean, it took like three, over three years of decide making that decision of like, what do I, do I want to leave? And like, what does that look like? And what do I, go, what do I want to do? Cause like it had been years since I really had thought about it. And I, I knew that, you know, DJing for me wasn't going to be like a career. Cause I just, I knew that that lifestyle, like I have plenty of friends in that lifestyle. And like, I'm like, eh, it's a lifestyle. Like it was fun when I was, you know, seven years younger, eight years younger, nine years younger, but now it's like, do I really want to stay up all night at the club to like make the connections and get the FaceTime and all that stuff and work my way into those paying gigs that pay more and more? You know, it's it just was like, eh, I don't think I really want to do all that. So, you know, when I finally left, it, it wasn't um, very ceremonious. It was it was very unwelcomed by a lot of people. And it was risky because there was, you know, a chance that like, you know, my whole goal was like, don't lose the house, whatever I do. Like, I, you know, I started building websites for people. I was doing business consulting. I started up a podcast a month after I left, like 
all these things. And I was going to school at the time too, because I still didn't know what I really, really wanted to do. So, you know, it took a lot of time and, and a lot more hours. And I remember my neighbor across the street would be like, I saw your light was still on at like two and three in the morning. And <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to get these projects done, trying to get the podcast together, you know, do all that editing that we don't, well, I don't do any <laughs> editing anymore, but you know, things like that. Just there was a lot to lose there. It was definitely a difficult, difficult period of time for sure. What I'm hearing is all three of us really started off doing something that was like our apprenticeship. You know, I put it in air quotes, and that what we did by going and doing those things actually helped us learn what we did to move forward. So we didn't start off doing what we do now, but you know, we went out there and yeah. we hustled and we worked hard and we got experience and all the things to wind up where we are now. I'd like to share a statistic because I think this is impressive. I say don't quit your day job to start a business because research has shown that those who kept their jobs their, while starting their businesses were 33% more likely to be successful than their risk-taking counterparts. Mm-hmm. So meaning they, these were people that didn't leave their, and then not know kind of what they were doing, but they stayed in their job and they built their business on the side before leaving their company. That is the reason I actually decided to do this episode. So I was on a phone call a couple of weeks ago with someone that had reached out to me and said, you know, I need some help. And we jumped on a call and this person had left a $75,000 a year job. Her business coach had advised her to make, so she'd got, she'd left that job to open her business and was making $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month. Bit of a pay cut bit a lot just a bit and it's just a bit of a pick and this is this is where i got really frustrated because her business coach said to her you have to go all in or you should go all in and i really feel strongly about this i think that is terrible advice for so many reasons exactly like you said jen if you are unable to pay your bills some people might say oh well you have to get your business up and running faster but how do you do that when you have no money coming in the door, when you don't really know what you're doing, when you've got setup costs. And the other thing is it really, really eats into your confidence. You know, I, I know that I have definitely had times in my business over the last 27 years, multiple times where it felt really uncomfortable. You know, maybe I had a big tax bill or we we're coming up mm -hmm. to pay staff one week and didn't have the money there. Or, you know, things happen it does not feel comfortable. And those are not the times that I went, oh, let's go and do these major projects. It was like, all you were doing was trying to get that one thing done. And yeah. I think it eats your confidence hugely. And I, I personally think it's really bad advice to leave your job and, and walk away from, you know, having the security of income. I have to agree with you. And I think the other element that I want to mention in that equation is if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what your business is going to be, you don't have something backed by passion and a vision, the chances are you're not going to be able to, to keep it going because you need that passion and that vision to maintain you during those tough days because willpower is not enough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not. You're going to have those tough days. You need to have something that you believe in and you need to believe in serving your customer, serving your clients 
believing in the products that you're selling to sustain you. And you also need to prove that people want to buy what you're selling. Yes. People, people beyond your friends and family, you need to sell to strangers. You need a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. um, until you have that, it's when you leave the security of a full-time job, you're taking a much bigger risk, a 100%. much bigger risk. And then that risk could lead you to make some maybe not so great decisions, or you can find yourself floundering, doing something you like less than the full-time job that you mm -hmm. left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you make decisions patience. that aren't, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You make really strange decisions when your back's at the wall that much. Yeah. I mean, it's a long game and business takes a lot of patience. It really mm -hmm. takes a lot of patience. And I think too many people who want to be entrepreneurs <laughs> are thinking of the money. They're thinking, I'm going to be rich or I just want to make a quick buck. I see all these people on, you know, social media doing it and they have the vision of the money, but they don't have the purpose behind that vision. There's no nothing to back it up. So then they just go and I'm going to be an affiliate marketer. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make passive income. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have an idea other than I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I don't think that's enough. No, because you don't know what happens behind the scenes, right? You see yeah. people making money and then you don't understand the amount of hours and the amount of moving parts that have gone into that. It's not just, oh, I'll go and do that. Maybe you don't have an audience. Maybe you don't have a list. Maybe you don't have a network. You don't have partners. Uh, there's so many, so many pieces. Maybe you don't have the technology. You don't have the understanding of how to write copy. Mm -hmm. I could keep going and going and going. There's so <laughs> many things that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. Joe, I, I, jo, I know you have something to add because I have a feeling you don't necessarily agree with us because you did take a leap before you had your your business completely mapped out. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I, I, the only way I would condone what that that business coach said, Sam and Jen, is is if I knew that they're that they had already had a runway of money, like that they could like live mm -hmm. off of. Like, okay, look, you right. have, you know, you have a year's worth. You've gotten your expenses down. You've you paid off all the credit cards. You're you're set. Like the only thing stopping you at this point is time, right? If that's the thing, and you've really identified it, and you have the money to do it, then. I'm not totally against it at that point. $1,000 a month is not a lot to go off of. Again, unless you already have like a reservoir of money built up where it's like, well, if we add 1000 a month right now and we can get that to 2000 you know, and three or 4000 pretty quickly, then it's not the end of the world. We could keep, you know, keep replenishing. So that's the only way that I would <laughs> sign off on that as a, as a numbers and processes person myself. You know, it's got to it's got to make sense in that way, regard. But I can't resonate the, you know, can you get more sales than just your fa friends and family? Right. Like that's mm, that's, that's a big thing. Right? That's a litmus um, test right there. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it's sometimes I think it's a hard pill to swallow, too. Right. Because we want to believe that, like, oh, well, this worked. And and, and sometimes I feel like I've, I swing the opposite way and negative. Like, yeah, I know it worked. But did, did it really work? Because like it didn't work enough or it hasn't, you know, it hasn't extrapolated out enough across the numbers to like 
really show whether or not it's really going to work or just kind of work every, like one percent, like point one percent of the time. And it just happened to be that point one percent happened already. Uh, hmm. And it'll be another ninety nine point nine percent time before it happens again, you know, hmm. before it works again. So, I, you know, I, I think that having some sort of plan. Look, I, I, did I have a real plan when I left? No, I went back to school months, you know, what, like nine months prior to leaving the company. And I still didn't really know. And the teachers there were like, we don't really know what you're doing here, Joe. Like, <laughs> you're passing all the tests. Like, you know, I had some of the teachers come to my house for meal, like to have dinner and stuff like we were hanging out because, like, we were all, like, not the same age, but within roughly, you know, the same. And, and I was definitely older than any of the kids I, I was in the classes with at that point. So, you know, it's just, it's, it, you know, they're like, well, what do you really want to do? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I got to get a degree. Like, that's that's a thing, right? And they're like, yeah, but you're not going fast enough for it to matter. <laughs> it's going to take you eight years to get a two-year degree. And then it, it's great. You're going to have your associates. Ding, ding. Hooray. Good for you. Where, where's your bachelor's? <laughs> You know, and it's like, well, great. That's not a real plan either. And, you know, so, you know, and and I think that there's also something to be said for, especially if you're if you're just like after the I really want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be that person on the beach hanging out, you know, getting Mm -hmm. the ding, ding, you know, the ding, ding sales in my email, in my inbox and stuff like there's, you know, it takes time to like craft those things, right, to gain those skills. If you're not a web developer, if you're not uh an email writer right if you're not a sales copy person if you're not a video maker if you're not there's like all these things it's like if you're not that person like you and to even know what topic and niche you're going to go into Mm -hmm. like alone could take years right like they say like you know if you want to be a youtuber you got to make like a thousand videos before you you get that right a hundred videos of crap it's just going to be crap videos. And then that hundred videos, hopefully you'll figure out who you want to serve. Like the topic that you're actually going to hone in on and the P find the people that you're actually going to serve because you totally. probably don't know who that even is if that's where you're, you're at. So, you know, just jumping out and saying like, I'm an entrepreneur. So like, uh, here's an example. I was, so I'm playing a game the other night with, with my boy, Dre, and you know, he's one of our listeners, watchers here on the business geeks and and we're playing a game and there's this guy in there and he's like he asks he's like so what do you guys all do because there's like four of us playing and and like you know they're telling him. and i was like oh you know i'm a business consultant and podcast conference owner and blah blah, blah. so he's like so you're an unemployed contract worker millennial contract unemployed worker and i was mm-hmm. like oh it's like i don't i don't think so but okay sure if that's so that makes you feel better about yourself and be my guest <laughs> And shout out to him because you know what? He said he was he was like the foremost COVID nineteen researcher, nurse practitioner or something at his at the hospital that he worked at. So like shout out to him for doing doing the hard work that we all need. So I mean, maybe not so much you, Sam, because you guys are you got your act together down in mm-hmm, down south. Mm-hmm. But but like we need all the help we can get up here up here. Mm. But it just, you know, it just it kind of put things into perspective. I'm like, man, like that's how look that, like that's crazy. Well, I think he was probably just trying to be funny and probably... He he left our team shortly after that. We had been playing for several rounds around, like we, you know, because he had a mic. We play with people who have mics. Like, if you don't get a mic, you ain't getting invited in to play the next game and the next game and the next game. So he he left shortly after that. Hmm. Well, I wanted to make another point about the full-time job because I think a lot of people think of their full-time job as a burden, as something they want to shed as soon as possible. I get it because I've never really had a full-time job, so (laughs) I don't want one. But when I will say that if you 
kind of shift your mindset a little bit and think of your job as an asset. Mm. I think that's really valuable because your job is where you can start your, you know, your network of people, right? Because most people, Mm -hmm. their friends Mm -hmm. are in the workplace, your mentors, like also, you know, they could be your first like test audience for the products or service that you're selling. And not only that, but if you're, you know, struggling to come up with an idea for a business, when I started my pet sitting company, the reason it started was because in this minimum wage job at the veterinary office, there was a need for people to care for their pets because they were sickly or needed medication or insulin injections, and they could not stand the stress of being in a kennel environment. It would make them sicker. And mm-hmm. people, their owners um, who loved them dearly, wanted to keep them at home. But in order to do that, you had to have somebody that you trusted come in and be able to give injections and, you know, pill their cat and all these things. So I saw a need there. And ultimately, I was was planning on going to veterinary school. All I wanted to do was work with animals. And I didn't know how I was going to pay for veterinary school. And so I was like, hey, I get to work with animals. People are willing to pay me to do it. This could be a business. This was from a minimum wage job. You wouldn't think that this could spawn a seven-figure business, but that's exactly what it did. So um, because I had some intimate knowledge from being in that environment, I saw a need. Now, that doesn't make me a genius. I'm saying everybody has that opportunity in their work environment. I bet every day you're like, this company needs blank. This mm-hmm, company mm-hmm. should do this thing for our customers and it would make it would make it so much better. This process could be improved if only they change this. I mm-hmm. mean, I bet you have the seed of a business idea and you might not even know it because you have intimate knowledge of an industry, a workplace, a sector. So anyway, start there. Think of your job as an asset before you consider it a burden. I was watching a Hundred percent, hundred percent. I was watching a video and they they were talking about it. There was a Graham Stephan video and they were doing like a house tour or something like that. And, and the guy's like, "Oh, like they came in and they, they saw my house, you know, my first video." And they were like, "Oh, we could totally organize this stuff for you, and we'll do totally do it for free." And like, there's house organizers, <laughs> and like, and he's like, "That just goes, you know, it just goes to show you, like, anything can be a position, right? And a and a company." Mm-hmm. Literally oh, yeah. just come in and organize all the stuff for, for somebody. Mm-hmm. In in my neighborhood, or in my county, I should say, not my neighborhood, my county, they stopped glass recycling, curbside service. We used to be able to put all of our recycles out and they would come. And well, they stopped their glass because it was mucking up the machinery. So now you have to drive all of your glass to a recycling center. It's not that hard, but it's an inconvenience because you got to collect all your glass bottles and then take it. So some teenagers started a business where it's five bucks, they'll, they'll come to your house. You just leave your glass, you know, recycling on your porch. They'll come pick it up and take it to the recycling center for you. Yay. I thought this is, <laughs> That's this so is good. the epitome of entrepreneurship. Now, $5 a pickup, I can tell them that they're not charging enough to make this a sustainable business, but they're teenagers. So their parents are paying for the car and the gas and the insurance. So, you know, it's pure profit for them just by virtue of their circumstance. But I mean, there are literally opportunities everywhere. And it's also a really good way to learn. Let's face it. There's nothing like at the end of the week going, I worked really hard and didn't earn enough to go, 
I need to charge more. It's like there's one thing for someone to tell you what you should be doing. It's a whole nother to figure it out yourself. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I they're, I think they're within the the price range because you figure there's like twenty houses in like on a street, right? At times five, that's a hundred bucks. So you get like if they get them four. all, it's a big well, county, right? Though. Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I like maybe and maybe the price is really like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine. Some more like that gets it mm-hmm. enough where it becomes a thing. But well, I think they're in the market. I think they're like in that. I think they can make it work spot. with volume. Yeah. And if they got like a subscription where like you just pay like every week, whether they come or not, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? I've got three things that I've noticed that people make the mistake so they can't move into their business faster. So do you mind if I share these? No, I would course, love man. for you to share those. Number one, and I think we've covered this a little bit, is spending time on the wrong things. I see this a lot, spending time doing, making sure the website's perfect, spending a year trying to make a perfect funnel while someone else has actually gone out, had an idea, exactly like you, Jen, exactly like all three of us, like, okay, let's just go see if it works. Let's just go do it. And we get a full year's lead in on the person that's still trying to perfect everything. I mean, I... I started business before websites. So, of course, we didn't have one, but it was just like, "Mm, I'm doing this and I just went and did it. So, I think that that number one is um, spending time on the wrong things will definitely slow you down. Now, the second mistake that I see people making is that hoping that sales will just happen, like saying, I'm in business and just expecting something to miraculously come and just sitting there and thinking one day, one day they might come. Yeah. Nobody's looking happen. for you. Everybody's looking no, for you. No, you actually have to make the sales yourself. And number three, the third thing I see, and Joe, you definitely did not do this, so hats off to you, oh, is waiting for, <laughs> waiting for clarity because clarity yeah. doesn't come first. You have to take action <laughs> to have clarity come. <laughs> as long as, long as you're not at risk of losing your house or putting people, you know, people you care 100%, about. 100%. That's like, why I that's... kept my job and started my business on the side. I just had to jump in, see what would work. I didn't know how much it was going to cost. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. Yeah. You know, six months later, I was able to leave. But like I said, my husband was still working at that time and he did for another two years after that because we started a a retail store. So we had huge amount that went into inventory, but you know, we had a plan. That's the biggest thing. We had, we had a plan. Didn't just go, let's do this. I love, I love a good plan. I, I, I also, you know, a lot of people I hear say that they, you know, feel so much more secure in having a job. Like they would love to have their own business, but they can't give up the job security. And I get that, but I also believe that job security is a myth. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that secure. I don't think it's as secure as you think it is. A company can go out of business at any point. They can do layoffs. You can, your position can be obsolete. Things we could have change. a global pandemic. We could have a global pandemic. I mean, anything can happen. I feel much more confident relying on myself mm-hmm. and my own capabilities because I have more control over that than I do a job. And then they also, you know, when I go health insurance and 401k, guess what? You can get your own health insurance and you can manage your own 401k. You don't need an employer to do any of that. Yes, 
it's probably cheaper and easier, but but it is possible. And particularly if you're young, you know, the health insurance, you don't need like, you know, the Cadillac plan. You can, you can get away with a high deductible, keep the costs down, but they also have uh, self-employed insurance networks. Um, So once you look into that, it, it, it becomes a lot less scary, but don't assume that it is so hard and so risky to start a business. Mm. And Joe, you just said easier. I would actually say I think a better word for that is just different because yeah. I think the idea of going, to, having to get up and go to a job for the same amount of hours every day does not sound easier to me. Well, that's not. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I meant just getting the insurance in general. Mm. Um, but with that said, you don't have as much choice and, you know, it's kind of selected for you. So you might have two uh, like two plans or maybe three plans, but, you know, that's not everywhere. So I would say that the options are there. And as an employer or, you know, owner of yourself, like trying to find the right plans, like I've been in those discussions tons and tons of times. It seems like a really bad you know i don't know what the politically correct term is anymore but but it seems like a real big like panic every time that the health insurance needs to be you know done again like oh it's coming up and like uh, the, the things aren't going right and the the broker isn't getting back to us fast enough and we don't know and people are asking questions and nobody understands it and you know yeah. you know so it's just a whole bunch of a bunch of things like that oh my god i didn't even notice tim uh, and patty are here and they've got things to say Hey, Hey, Patty. Hey, Tim. I was wondering if we had anyone on today. Normally our comments, there's a lot happening. And I was like, oh, I think we're talking to ourselves today. (laughs) Well, I think we have to read. I like reading the comments for the audio version. So Patty here says, hi, Joe, Jennifer, and Samantha. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. Greetings from Florida. Great to catch this live. Impeccable timing as I am wanting to hop on the live stream training and needing to create a content calendar to launch a new podcast show in 2021. More competition. (laughs) I see you offering a workshop in creating content. Can you speak more about it? Sam, this is for you. Oh, except I didn't realize that that was still on the ticker because that has been and gone. Uh, but, but, But it's not the last time. So, Patty, let's connect and I can let you know what I've got coming up. <laughs> yeah, we are so glad you are here. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. So, so what else? What else do we have to add to this, whether or not you should or how you should go about jumping, jumping it? I think there's one thing that we didn't address that I think plays a factor. If you're in a job that's a toxic workplace, then yes, they're out there. If you're being undervalued, underpaid, if you are so stressed, you're making yourself sick, I'd say it's time to accelerate the Mm -hmm. exit plan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to be much better off working for yourself. We cannot stress the importance of, uh, or the impact, I should say, we can't stress enough the impact of stress in an unhealthy work environment plays. And, you know, too many of us spend too much time in places where we're being underappreciated or even abused. And we put ourselves in very vulnerable positions when we do that. So if that's you, I hope it's not, but if that's Mm. you, I, I give a thumbs up for accelerating your exit plan, maybe 
um, earlier than somebody else who's in a in a healthier work environment. Does that? Yeah, well that said, fair? Jen. Well okay. said. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I just think that. Base. Yeah, totally. And I'm talking about, you know, today I've mentioned about, you know, keeping your security there for a little while while you're setting up. E exactly what you just said, though, Jen, accelerate it as fast as possible. Just because it's there doesn't mean that it needs to be there forever. I am not saying stay in your, you know, part-time job forever. I'm just saying maybe hang on to it for a few months, make sure that you've got consistent income coming in. At the point where you do make that jump it'll be scary but that is when i think that as long as you have the foundations in place jumping into your business full-time will definitely pay off in big dividends because you'll be able to give 100 percent of energy focus time to your business so i'm about keep your job for as little time as possible <laughs> yes i think we can all agree on that and lean on your friends. And I am putting us in the friend bucket. If you are leaving your full-time job to pursue your part-time business full-time, please let us know. We will we will tell the world, um, our little world, about your business. We'll be happy to shout you out and support you in any way we can. Lean on your your small business community. I have never met a group of you know harder working, more dedicated, more generous of spirit group than small business owners. We all get what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we've we've been there. You know, it's a roller coaster ride, and you know what, the country uh, needs it. Small, all countries need it. Small Absolutely. Businesses. Yeah, um, we need to keep so, that economy moving. Yeah, so 100%, 100%. We support you. Absolutely. I do have something for Patty, though. I do. Do you mind if I share, guys? I've yeah. got a little, I've got a, a PDF called Employee to Empowered Entrepreneur. You can grab that at samanthariley.global forward slash employee. And it gives you the five tips to get your business up and running. And also, I break down those three mistakes I mentioned quickly in a little bit more detail. So yeah, that's at samanthariley.global forward slash entrepreneur. God, I had to think then. Entrepreneur, what are we? <laughs> <laughs> the hardest word to spell in the English language. Yeah, <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Absolutely. There's that link, everyone. Take advantage of that. Sam's resources are great. I've looked at quite a few of them. They're always great. They're always valuable. Let's see. Okay, are, are we wrapping up this topic? Are we good? I think so. I, I, I think, think so. Yeah. 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 I see there's a quote that somebody write a quote in here in our notes. That here. must be Jen. I, that's me because I love quotes. And I think uh, a good summary quote is, is, a, is a powerful thing. So it says, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Uh-huh. We get in our, own, like our own way. Never doubt yourself. You can do this. Mm. That's a quote by somebody named Susie Kassam. I have no idea who she is. I hope but, she is not a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a good quote. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I usually look up who it is if I don't know them just to make sure like it's not like a Nazi quote or something, but I did oh. not do that this time. So oh boy. I hope Susie's a cool chick. Uh, mm. No, I think that sounds good. Uh, and Jen, you had you have two grandma gears this week? <gasps> two. Well, yes. Is that too many? No, it's not. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got, we got time. Go ahead. All right. Just bear with me because I know you've <laughs> all felt this pain. You're on a website as innocent as can be, and up comes the pop-up window. 
<laughs> and you don't want to give them your email and you don't want the download. You just want to get back to, you know, perusing the site. But gosh darn it, you can't find the close button for the window. <laughs> is there a close button? I mean, where where is it? Why can't you see it? Did they hide it? Do you have to give them your email before you can actually exit out of that pop-up window? The very purposefully hidden close button on the pop-up window is a sin. It's a, it's a sin. It is a sin. It's a deadly sin as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I get so mad. Grinds my gears. Am I the only one? No, 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 but I usually just click off of it or I'll hit the escape key to see if that It's works. not that easy sometimes. It's I not always know. that easy. People you know what's really easy? Devious. Hitting the back button and go and find another page that isn't uh, beating you over the head for your email address. You know, it's easy not giving you my money, not buying the product, not signing up for whatever you're selling because I get so mad. Related but different. Yes. The website where you want to know more about the products or services they are selling but they will absolutely not share any information with you until you actually set up an account. I don't, <laughs> how do I know if I want an account if you won't give me any information? And if I sign up for an account and then I see the information and I don't like it, I'm now on your email list and you're gonna bombard me with emails and I'm gonna see the ads in my Facebook feed. There's no escaping the hell that you've created. <laughs> I'm scared I'm right now. I'm scared, oh, Jen. <laughs> make it stop. Just why are you making me make an account when I just want information about your business? <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Oh wow. It's bad business practice. There's nothing you have that is so good that you have to require an account to be made in order to share it with people. Why are you putting up the wall? Take um, down the wall. I don't ever <laughs> recall having that situation happen to me. Yeah, what's you I mustn't be on those websites. <laughs> it's a new thing. No, it is happening more and more. I wish I could remember the exact company, but with Spirit, we have been researching a new time tracker. And so, oh my gosh, just the research alone on time trackers, because we as an agency have some specific needs that not all time trackers address. And to get the information for a lot of them, you have to set up an account in order to, you know, get the demo and see the information uh, and even to get the pricing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. That I didn't understand what you were talking about. Now I'm, I'm on the I'm train. Sorry, my passion clouded my point. I mean, <laughs> I, like, no. Cindy, how do you really feel Did I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's hard what... to tell isn't it patty you just can't you just can't tell with jen so funny I mean, that's annoying with like, I guess it's like the Washington Post or whatever. People are like sharing these articles and you click on it. It's like you can't see the article because it's like, it, it's like, hey, sign up, you know, subscribe. To, oh, that to, is to so frustrating. Like, Why yeah. did you share this article? I can't read. Like, yeah. I guess I have to pay for the yeah. Washington Post. Like, thanks for giving them free advertising for me to like click, all, you oh. know, pay them to read the article. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, Mary Sue, happen. it was not your website. No, Mary Sue, WorkSmarterDigital.com uh, has a lot of information. You do not have to make an account to get it. Absolutely <laughs> not. I think she just manipulated me to say her website. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job, Mary Sue. Uh. 
Uh, well, I, you know, so Sam, I sent you a video. Did you get to see that video I sent you from like a week ago? Remember, I was at, I was at a, I was at a local business, and the guy, uh, <gasps> yes. the manager, was like getting indignant the with, the, with the customer and like told him to leave. And then it was like, I'll call the cops. And he like he immediately like went to, I'm gonna call the cops. And the guy wasn't like getting loud or or Mm-mm. anything. He's like, I just Mm-mm. want my, he was just, just want my phone fixed. That's all I want. And he's like, I can't fix your phone. They won't warrant it. You gotta call the number. You need to leave. And he's like, but but I just want my he's like, I will call the cops. And I'm like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Seriously. But I'll tell you what's grind grinds my gears about. So this place I took an iPad to get fixed there back in March. And then I left for Florida and COVID happened and and I just, you know, wasn't on the top of my list, but I knew it was still there. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go back and go get it. Well, guess what? When I walk in the door and I'm talking to the guy who just, you know, got done telling the other customer to get out or he's going to call the cops on him. The other kid comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we recycled any anything that was left here from like, you know, COVID days because apparently they shut the place down and then like reopened it with a new owner or new management or something from the franchise. I don't know. Anyway, the guy that was in front of me was like, he's like he, he, I guess he's the owner or, or managing whatever so he's like oh well you know if it was here like we would have called you and and sent you i was like if you had called me i would have came i would have drove the 15 minutes and go pick up and i'm not gonna let a a, you know a verizon enabled ipad just go to waste and the you know after the kid it's the other kid had said like oh yeah we recycled everything that like people didn't come pick up i'm like it was an iPad. It was a Verizon iPad. You so so he walks me out of the store and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna give you this iPad. It's the only iPad we have in the store, apparently." And it was like an old iPad Air from like 2013. So it doesn't even have like the newest software or anything like that. We walk into the Verizon store, literally next door, and I'm like, "You couldn't. You had an iPad that was cell phones, you know, enabled." You didn't know who it belonged to because apparently nobody checked it in when I dropped it back off because the home button didn't work off when I picked it up the first time. And you just you, you recycled it. That's what you did. You you literally have a Verizon store next door that you know the people's names that work there and you recycled it. So I'm still paying for it. He's like, well, here's an iPad Air. And I'm like, wow. Great. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Like, I'm so glad that nobody thought to just be like, hey, what's what service is this with? Oh, it's with Verizon. Let me walk next door and find out who it belongs to. I think the point of this story is that Joe sent Sam a video without sending oh. it to me. Oh. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you the video. I'll send you the video. <laughs> oh, wow. That's terrible. I, 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 am, I am the worst. I feel like just not thought of sometimes. I am I am the worst. You ever uh, feel you like t- there's an inside joke that you're not part of? No. Oh. I'm sending it, I'm sending you it right now, You can come for my Jen. birthday party, Jen. That's right, Mary Sue. How is it legal? How is that legal that he sh- did not share that video with me? <laughs> that should be illegal. It's it's, it's fixed. I, I shared it. I, I shared it. <laughs> It, it it is illegal, oh, and I and I apologize. I forget how, how did that happen? We, uh, I forget. I forget that I have another coffee. No, we were. I think I think Sam and I were in the middle of a conversation. We were actually cu- we were, we were discussing something else. Yeah, that, and it came and it came up, me? and I just was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. We were. So- <laughs> were you even thinking about me? 
I think we should back. You know that that uh, Homer Simpson gif where he just backs into the bushes. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, we love you so much, Jen. <laughs> yes, no, we do, and oh, and that's and that just, Lisa, I was literally sitting. I think I was literally sitting in the place at the time in which. No, I guess I couldn't have been because it was. It was at 5.43 p.m., so I definitely wasn't still in that building. But I'll get over how, it. I'm sorry. I'll send you the video. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. You'll, you'll see now we're going to be sending so many like. videos again in a couple of weeks. You're going to be like, can you just stop sending the videos? Yes. I'm going to unsubscribe uh, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many chat. videos, you guys. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. So, so who, who is getting your uh, who's getting lunch money this week? So, I obviously I'm in Australia, so this isn't going to apply to anyone. But I want to preframe this. <laughs> That's I not just true. Got, we put it the times in Australian Eastern time. I know, Please but there's lots of people here. You know, Florida, and yeah, I know Mary Sue's yeah, yeah. not in Australia. Um, but I just got my professional headshots redone, and I am so happy with them, Jen. I know okay. you just got some professional shots mm-hmm. done. Fancy pink shiny jacket. I love them. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say, I think it's really important that you do have professional images in your business. So I thoroughly recommend Melinda Heard Photography in Australia. Um, But I wanted to say photographers are probably having a hard time with COVID as well. Great time to get out, get your Mm -hmm. images redone. And uh, I'm sure if you want a, a referral to photographer in most places with our networks, we can probably find someone to refer you to if you're looking to a, for a yep. photographer. But definitely in Australia, Melinda Heard Photography. I'm so, so excited it, and happy with is, what she did. They are so good. And Leon's turned out so good as well. They're just amazing. And I'm so glad you brought this up because I did recently have my, you know, like brand photos done. Uh, Melissa Demple Photography in the DC metro area is who I use. She's also a brand photographer. And these are not, you could tell from, you know, Sam's photos, a brand photographer does a lot more than just give you Mm -hmm. your standard headshot. Like she worked with crafting a story. She got Mm -hmm. to know my business. She she really helped me fine tune what I wanted my brand to communicate to mm-hmm. my ideal clients. Um, so, and that was really important. And I had really undervalued the importance of it for so long because I was mm. like, I have a business. I'm not really a personal brand. But these days, modern times, um, you have to show up in so many different ways, whether it's a speaking gig or your social media profiles or a podcast. You just can't get away with not showing your face. Mm-hmm. So I was so happy that I that I got it done. And it really does polish up your professional image, which I think is so important. Absolutely. And you're right. Yeah. Photographers don't just take photos. Like a really good photographer, there is mm-hmm. so much strategy that happens behind the scenes that make them look that way so mm-hmm. that your ideal clients uh, notice you. So, yeah. 
I think I I think I would be in trouble if I if I didn't give two shout outs to to both my sister's comp, uh, photography business and to yes, uh, one of our listeners. <laughs> see, I don't want to get in any more trouble today. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let me see. What was it? Williams Banks Photography and 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 I got to give a shout out. Uh, if so, if so, if you're in the the Philly area, Michelle McMahon, my sister does does phenomenal work. Hey, there's my son. There's now. There's now. So yeah, so she does great work in the Philly area, and my boy Dre, who is a avid watcher, listener of the show, he does great work uh, down in the Atlanta, Georgia, the Georgia area. And, and your sister I, and does family photography primarily. Is that f- well? Right? That and what she's getting more and more in the weddings. So she has yeah. like a whole wedding yeah. site that I guess she doesn't have linked right at here at the top to help me out but yeah she does she does weddings uh she's getting more and more into the wedding scene she has her own studio as well and of course i got to give a shout out to our uh our mapcon family jeanette pellegrini who i don't think i have oh it says jeanette p photography.com i I don't know how i remember all these crazy long yeah so she does she does great, like all kinds of photos. Uh, she does um, weddings and and uh, also events too, like concerts. She has some awesome um, photos from like different concerts and stuff like that. I thought that this would had that those photos, but I guess I would not. think that the th- between the three of us, we have a lot of photographers in our networks. We yeah. do. We absolutely do. Oh, is it? I mean, look oh, at these faces. I Tyler. mean, it's, they're made for cameras, right? <laughs> Yeah, right? No, like, that's what that's why we need the good photographers, right? <laughs> well, I might mean, just say that for me. <laughs> the ones that really know Photoshop. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so the, you know, you definitely want to reach out to somebody who who knows what the heck they're doing and can do more than just you know take the pictures and give them to you on a on a thumb drive or, or share them to you. So a good uh, investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. That can give more thought behind the pictures and and all that. So, anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up this week. The business geeks. We're back to an hour long episode. How crazy is How that? How did it happen? Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble, guys. Oh no! Are you running behind? You have a meeting? <laughs> no, 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 no. My team's gonna be like, you promised us half hour. You promised us. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't shut us up. Uh, Leon, I, I apologize in advance. Oh, see uh, here, Patty. Yes, yes, it was great. Thank great you reconnecting so much. with you, Patty. It's been years, years since I've seen you. I hope to see you sometime soon down, at, hopefully down in Florida. Yeah, um, I love all of Patty's comments. I can't type in the chat for some reason, so don't think that I'm not oh, you noticing. Can't? No, I can't. Oh, I've never been able not. to. Oh, yeah, I, we need to fix that. We, we don't have the we girls don't have the power here. You did have the power. Well, Jen had the power, but uh, <laughs> but she got a new computer. Oh, by the way, uh, did you get your bed yet, Jen? Speaking no, of- yeah, I'm still no. waiting on my bed. Still not. There, there's a a problem in the supply chain. Oh, Thank you, COVID. Yeah. I'm getting like pieces of my bed, but I don't have the whole. I have the mattress and I have the sheets because it was a package deal. But I don't have my adjustable frame, the most important piece. I don't have my weighted blanket. I don't have my pillows. Oh man, what are they doing? I don't know. It's been a a thing that. We've had to call customer service, which, you know. Did they tell you to leave the store? They call the cops? They did not tell me to leave the store. 
There's no video. There's no video that I'll There's no evidence. And not the other. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my gosh. Well, it's been fun having everybody in the chat. We've had Meg and we've had Mary Sue. We've had Tim and Patty and um, Brad Felix and, well. and Felix, Tim, yes. Brad. All, you guys make our world names. go round. You really yes. do. It uh, absolutely, and you, you, if you want to join us every single Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Time on Tuesday, uh, that then you absolutely should here over at uh, facebook.com slash business is it business geeks or business geeks podcast business geeks podcast okay i thought it was business geeks podcast uh and you should totally join us join us in the chat and uh come have 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 a good time with us every monday uh if you've enjoyed this episode of the business geeks podcast share it with the business geek in your life send us your questions and suggestions to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com we are the business geeks and we will see you all next week take care have a great